When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Shiny Tunes 2, Wide Mouth Mason. One of the best compilation CDs ever created in all time. That's tough to disagree with. <laughs> it's Inside Sports with Brendan Escott tonight. Reed Wilkins enjoying a vacation week. Dave Campbell is in Hamilton ahead of tomorrow's game. It's the Elks and Thai Cats from Tim Hortons Field on Canada Day. Does not get more poetic than that. I researched. It doesn't. Four o'clock countdown show, 5.30 game time. And then a little later on here in Edmonton in the heart of downtown, we got a baseball game. And I'm devastated because I haven't been able to see Remax Field since the Riverhawks have been calling it home. I lived downtown. I, it was during the COVID year, so I got robbed of it personally, devastated. But I'm making a point of going in and checking out an Edmonton Riverhawks game. And here to tell me why you should too is General Manager Steve Hogel. Steve, thanks for hopping on the show tonight. How's it going? It is going outstandingly, if there's such a word, Brandon. How's life for you? Things are very busy here and very good. It's a great <laughs> time of year. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, and I know for you this has to be super exciting to uh, to be hosting the game tomorrow night. The Night Owls coming into town from Nanaimo and, uh, and lots of events for people to take in on the field after the game is complete too. Yeah, we've got uh, Battle of the Birds on the diamond here in the River Valley, and it should be an unbelievable game. Uh, the ball here is just fantastic, and uh, even better, the, the show we put on and the staff has just gone beyond all means to pull out all the stops, staging great, great games and uh, creating wonderful fan experiences. And you're right, tomorrow night's going to be unreal. We're, in, we're opening early, doors open at 5.30 because we're expecting a massive crowd, and we want people to try to get down here early, you know, parking's limited. If you can walk, bike, Uber, whatever, even better. Uh, get people in. There's going to be bouncy castles out in front, Canadiana rock music going out front, and uh, uh, the birdcage, our cool new promo vehicles out there. You get inside. We got uh, the DJ going. We've got a really cool jersey auction that we can talk more about. And then uh, on the field, that game. And then afterwards, we got a Mardi Gras style party with brass tactics and uh, uh, all sorts of fun. People are welcome down onto the field and arguably the best seat in the city for these fireworks. Yeah, well, that's exactly it, right? Is is that's the place to be for the fireworks, so why not catch the ball game anyway? And and uh, what what has the first season gone like for you? It's sort of middle of the standings right now at last look for the Riverhawks. Uh, what's it been like as the GM of, uh, of uh, an expansion franchise? It, it's 
really interesting because it's sort of a dynamic roster and the fact that, you know, on our last road swing, we had seven players join the team on the road because their season south of the border with their various U.S. college teams are ending at different times depending on how deep they're going in the playoffs. So it's a real interesting dynamic, but uh, the ball is really impressive. The West Coast League has a great track record of seeing kids drafted into the majors and, and guys uh, like Sean Bieber winning the Cy Young. So there's some real remarkable players that come through this league. So uh, the ball on the field is fantastic and the fun that we've had in the stands has just been a blast you know for our uh, pride game our strikeout hate game we had the party queens the drag queens dancing on the dugouts and just having all sorts of fun and and trying to make a difference on these these real worthwhile causes and and building community at the end of the day and and that's what i wanted to talk to you about next steve is when you have a, a community team like this the importance of being out and active in the community and having the opportunity to now that we're not in the pandemic what has it been like integrating out into the community and then what has the return been for you guys at the field yeah we can't say enough for our community partners because you know we're pulling this together uh in in, in fairly dramatic fashion in, in a real uh short period of time so we've leaned on various people that that we like to partner with in the community to stage these great events and uh it's it's been unreal the response that we've had and and people coming to help us put on these great events and so you're exactly right so so the response the buy-in is is unbelievable and we're, we're just getting so much traction and having so much fun down here at the field and then by extension uh on social media on traditional media and uh it's just a blast and, and one of the the common themes that we hear it's such a fun affordable place for families to go you can come down here you spend less than a hundred bucks and, and for a family of four for tickets uh food and drink and, and you're well under a hundred dollars so uh merchandise is really reasonably priced so yeah it seems to really be resonating with people and we're really grateful for that resonating with the families importantly to help grow the game in the grassroots level in a city like this as well i imagine yeah, you're exactly right, and and you know, uh, I, I I was so grateful when I'm out talking to fans after the game and seeing the people walk by. It's such a, a fun, diverse crowd, and and really happy to see that. And and those baseball people, God bless them, they're there for us, game in, game out. And how do we reach people on the periphery? You know, and and it's by by drawing in these various community groups, these community causes, uh, and and make it a fun experience in the stands and and some fabulous baseball on the field. And and what a beautiful stadium and field it is oh. since the, the Riverhawks have put the investment in there. Can you describe sort of, I guess, maybe some of the differences, some of the new features you guys have? Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. When people come here, uh, they're blown away because, you know, ourselves and the city have spent about $2.5 million. The most obvious things that you see when you come in and see the field is that infield, uh, a new artificial turf infield. You see a massive video wall in the outfield and then the stadium lighting and netting. So it's really a big league experience, a really a major league experience that you get here. And and the additions that we've made with live in-house cameras, and uh, it just gives us unlimited capabilities so uh, our imaginations can can run pretty well wild and we can pull it off in the stadium uh, let me ask you this you you mentioned the jersey auction so that that's part of what's going on tomorrow 
Thank you. Yeah, it, it is. And we've got these really cool uh, jerseys, to, um, you know, and, and they've got a heavy theme of Every Child Matters. They're, they're a beautiful orange. They've got the Treaty 6 logo on it, uh, West Coast League logo, uh, Riverhawks logo. And we're auctioning these off in-game with all the proceeds going to the Indiv Indian Residential Schools um, Survivors Society. Uh, is Indian Residential Schools Survivors Society, sorry. Uh, but that's where all the proceeds are going and so uh, it's, it's a time to, to pause and, and think about that road to reconciliation that we're on together with our friends in the Indigenous community um, and we want to be there with them hand in hand. Great point. And on Canada Day, what better day? Steve Hogle is the uh, Riverhawks GM. And let's just recap. So tomorrow, first pitch, you got Nanaimo in town, 7.05 down at Remax, but things are getting going well before that. That's right. Doors at 5.30, first pitch at 7.05. Uh, proud as punch to have 6.30 Chit on board as our, our partner in that. And uh, we'll have all sorts of fun in the stadium. We got a huge slab of Nanaimo Square to award to somebody in the stands, as well as uh, ketchup chips to toss into the stands and uh, red and white uh, beach balls and uh, all sorts of uh, fun. So uh, it'll be a fabulous time. And then down onto the field afterwards, party with brass tactics and watch the fireworks with that Walterdale Bridge uh, setting the scene for these fireworks going off over top. It'll be absolutely magical. Picturesque. I can see it now. Steve, thanks for hopping on Inside Sports tonight. Thanks, Brendan, for having us. That is our pleasure. That is Steve Hogle. He's the general manager of the Edmonton Riverhawks. And I mean, hey, it's, that sounds like a darn good time to me. And again, I say I, I had lived in the downtown core within the, the, the stadium. I could see all the construction going on. And I'm thinking one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to walk down there and I'm going to catch a ball game. And it just was never meant to be. It was it was the couple of COVID years. But again, uh, you and I, if we have not been down there, should go. We need to go. It is 7.42 here on Inside Sports. We were talking Yessa Pugliarvi. We've got an Elks game coming up tomorrow. We'll tell you a little bit more about that. And uh, hey, if you got some thoughts about that ever so polarizing hockey. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Player 780-496-0063 is the number to text or call. It's Brendan Escott in the big chair tonight on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Did you play that song? No, 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 that song. <laughs> this is a great, great band to see live. If you have not seen Big Rack or... I guess Ian Thornley's not doing a solo thing anymore, but... Uh, Apparently they're back together, Esco. Yeah, Last I heard. 
Great band to see live. Little Canadiana for you here on the eve of Canada Day. It's Inside Sports, and it is Brendan Escott filling in for Reed tonight. We're just talking with Steve Hogle, telling you about what's going on down at Remax Field tomorrow. Talking about the West Coast Baseball League, okay, the West Coast League. Um, the alumni that are currently playing in the majors. If you're a baseball fan, you're going to know all of the names. Shane Bieber, as he mentioned, James Paxton, Reese Hoskins, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, Chris Davis, who led the, the MLB in home runs in 2015. Uh, Mariners fans will know Mitch Hanniger quite well. How about Adley Rutschman, who's catching for the Baltimore Orioles right now, was the number one overall pick in the draft in 2019. Like, these are no slouches. So when Hogel says to you, the ball is good... He means it. He means it. So go check it out. The ball obviously has been good enough in the hands of Trey Ford that he's going to get the start tomorrow when your Edmonton Elks play the Hamilton Tiger Cats at Tim Hortons Field. Again, 5.30 kickoff. 4 o'clock is when your coverage starts here on 6.30. Chad, are you sick of me yet? <laughs> I hope not because I'll be guiding you through that one too. But Trey Ford sitting down with Morley Scott from uh, from the Elks play-by-play position talking about getting his first career CFL start. Trey Ford getting your first start in the Canadian Football League. Tell me how you found out about it and what your first reaction was. Uh, yeah, I actually found out earlier in the week a little bit. Uh, coach kind of told me and was trying to get me, get me to mentally prepare myself for the game. And uh, that's what I've been doing this week. It was a little bit of a shorter week, so you know we didn't get all of our practices. But uh, I just have to stay on my keys mentally, uh, read the defense, see the blitzes, and see everything work out for our offense. So. You've obviously been preparing for a start at some point and, and working hard through this. How did your week change? Especially, was it tougher because it was only uh, a two-day practice week, really? Um, I'd say it was just a little bit tougher because we missed our uh, we missed our day where we get a lot of our reps, and we kind of just had two mental days. Um, and I, mentally, yeah, it's great to stay on top of it, but it's also nice to see things work out physically on the field, see all the windows and everything for the throws, and uh, just practice reading people in the offense, well, on the defense, but as offense, and uh, just seeing our team come together, obviously. New pieces for me because I've been doing a lot of work with the B's, right, versus the A's. So uh, getting out there and seeing different receivers, how they run routes and stuff, is just a little bit of adjustment, but uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, you haven't played a lot in the regular season. You've been in for a couple of plays yep. here and there. What has it been like in regular season games compared to the more extensive time you got in the preseason? Um, yeah, it's definitely a change because, I mean, I haven't really been a backup quarterback since, uh, like, I, I really can't even remember, but... Uh, just on the sideline when I wasn't in, just trying to keep the team up. Um, I talked to Arbuckle, see what he's seeing out there on the field, um, seeing if I have any ideas I can help him. But ultimately, he's still, you know, he's out there playing the game and he's still coming on the sideline coaching me up, um, like what I should be seeing when I'm out there kind of thing. And he was just trying to prepare me for when I, I did get my opportunity. So, Tell me what you've seen in the, in the Hamilton defense as you get ready. Uh, Hamilton defense, they like to do uh, a little bit of a joker front. But um, we're, we're ready for it. We've been practicing it. We've been seeing their different blitzes from obviously this year, years past. You kind of really dig dig deep when you get ready to play a team and uh, kind of see what they're going to run. So uh, I feel like we got a pretty decent idea. And I mean, if they switch it up and show something we haven't seen before, I think we'll still be ready for it. There's only you know so many defenses you can run, only so many offenses you can run, though, too. So.
Yeah. Uh, tell me about your learning process and the progressions, going through your progressions at quarterback. Is that maybe for a guy who can run like you can, is that the thing you have to maybe learn to do at the pro level more than anything else is go through the progressions and not say, okay, I'm just going to take off after yeah. the first guy's covered? Yeah, so I mean, it's it definitely a factor because you could go through reads and I could go through, see, oh, one, two, and I say, oh, I'm going to run versus a quarterback who's not as mobile has to go one, two, three, four. And I feel like sometimes, too, it could hurt me not getting to that 4-3 because that 4-3 could be wide open and be able to get 15 yards versus me running and getting five or seven yards, right? So uh, it's ultimately just kind of trying to learn how to do that and get through all those reads because I have had haven't had to do it before in university because I was always the most athletic guy in the field most of the time, right? So uh, I could always scramble and get positive yards. Uh, I still think I can scramble and get positive yards here, but I have to remember, too, Everybody else here is an athlete as well. I can get my running back the ball in the flats and he can turn it up 20, 30, 40 yards maybe. So. That being said, you still have to recognize the hole and jump into it when it's there for you, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, if there, if there is free yards, if, you know, it's second and seven and I see seven yards, I'm going to go take it and get the first down and get on to the next play because uh, you're not, you, you don't want to pass up first downs whether, you know, you're, you're going to wait and maybe, yeah, maybe that guy's going to get 15 yards, but... You know, you still got to make the throw. He still has to make the catch. Hopefully, DB doesn't do anything spectacular, right, versus a for sure seven yards first down, move the chains, get ready for another draft or another set of plays. So, Hamilton's probably the, it is the closest CFL city to your home, so tell me about who's going to be at this game tonight, who's going to be watching you and cheering you on. Yeah, uh, so I do have a lot of... Uh, family coming but it's also uh, it's in a cool spot because it's kind of in the middle of Waterloo and Niagara Falls so um, definitely gonna have some university friends coming down and my family aunts are all gonna come up and check out the game so super excited to see them as well to make you a little bit nervous put a little more pressure on you and with so much family and friends there? Uh, no not really I mean I feel like it's probably more of a comfort thing uh, it'd be cool to have them there but uh, no I'm not really stressed out about who's going to watch that doesn't really bug me at all the 24-year-old Trey Ford getting the nod under center tomorrow, 5.30 game time. And yeah, Ford, see, I still want to believe that there's some part of, of Chris Jones that even if it just was enough that that was the straw that made this decision, that broke the camel's back, going and playing there with that extra incentive, playing in front of those, you know, the people that he grew up around or went to university with, balled out in front of before. I wonder if that was just that little nudge that saw the change early enough. Because I think Jones would concede that that Arbuckle, obviously being the more veteran in the league, might be better equipped to run the offense as that, whatever that means, you know, getting them in and out of the huddle, for example. But when you think about the athletic ceiling of Trey Ford, I think you, you got to say, hey, let's, let's give it a go. I mean, if you're going to be 0-3 and, and falling behind in the West Division anyway, as long as you're not going to ruin the kid's confidence, give him a go. Spend a first-round draft pick on him. Give him a go. Why not? We'll see, we'll see how he handles the pressure. But when you listen to him interviewed like you did there by Morley, he sounds to me like a cerebral enough guy to at least be able to, like, if not see the mistake before it's made, make the mistake once and then not make it again. And really, what more do you want from a learning athlete or anybody, but particularly your, your athlete who you're trying to welcome into the system than to go out there and get some reps and, and make some mistakes that he won't then make again?
better make them now. It's better to make them now when there's uh, not a lot on the line early in the season. Still plenty of runway left on this season for them. But you don't leave them out there to the Wolves. That's the one thing that you don't do. If you if things are clicking, y- y- you let it click. And if things start to go downhill, as Dave said at the top of the show, if he throws two interceptions in the first two drives, things might get a, l- a little bit ugly. And you gotta you gotta preserve the future and you gotta preserve the kids' confidence. So there's what you're weighing. Either way, lots of reason to tune in. It's gonna be great. We'll see what Sherman Beatty can do now stepping in at running back. Uh, relative unknown that has a big set of shoes to fill with James Wilder Jr. down possibly as long as six weeks and no more Walter Fletcher. At least for this week, it's gonna be Beatty's show out of the backfield. That's somewhere they needed more. The Elks defensive backfield is gonna to need to show a lot more and they're going to be challenged Braylon Addison is one of the premier wideouts in this league can they keep him under wraps without the services of Aaron Grimes will Nafis Lyon be able to keep that matchup under control all things to discuss tomorrow after four o'clock when the countdown to kickoff show begins here on 630 Chad myself Dave Campbell's back Morley Scott will call the game and we'll hear from our inside the game analyst Blake Dermott as well. It's already week four of the season. We'll see if either one of these teams can crack the win column. Remember, they're going and facing a plenty motivated Hamilton side that lots of people were picking to come out of the East and contend for a Grey Cup this year. Hasn't happened for them so far. They'll probably be salivating at a chance to get an 0-3 Elks team in there. So going to be a big game hope you tune in for it again i'll get it set after four o'clock up next the global news weather traffic update with thomas dias it's inside sports on 6 30 chat it's been an absolute pleasure hanging out with you the last couple nights no show tomorrow of course it's the holiday next week wilkie's back canned hams for everybody <laughs> enjoy the long weekend so long Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.